previously in a few of the many aborted timelines of Ars Paradoxica. It's irresponsible to abandon the timepiece presentation like this. We just don't have the time. Where are we going, anyway? Las Vegas, Nevada. A couple of days of card games and drinking will do you all a world of good. Return this to the mail slot for Sylvia Pureboot by 3 p.m. tomorrow. Who the hell is Sylvia Pureboot? Rainbow's supposed to bend light, you know? We thought, if you could bend the light that goes around the ship, you wouldn't make it disappear from view, right? But Ivan and I bit off more than we could chew trying to capture and store every photon in a given area. It's Petro Prime, and I'm at the facility. I know this voicemail doesn't mean much, considering as soon as I push the metaphorical big red button, everything changes for you, but thank you anyway. You all made strapping a time bomb to a rocket look easy. Testing one, two. Okay. They came through, I guess. Goddamn, this recorder is huge, though. Uh, hi. This is the audio diary of Dr. Sally Grissom. They tell me the date is October 29th, 1943. And by all the usual accounts, newspaper datelines, calendars, radio, what have you, that seems to be true. But the weird part is, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it myself, so sorry if I don't sound sure, I don't think it's the history I came from. I think I'm in a parallel universe, or alternate timeline, or something. Yesterday, for me, was August 14th, 20... I was working on a particle physics experiment at the Superconducting Super Collider in Texas, and I got caught in the middle of it. And I passed out, and when I came to, give or take the contents of my breakfast across the cold, wet metal floor... I was on the deck of the USS Eldridge, a destroyer escort that was anchored off the shore of the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. And it's 1943. And I... Sorry, I know that's probably not weird to you, but it very much is for me. It was some kind of military experiment. Somehow, whatever they were doing and whatever I was doing in 20... Combined into... I don't know what. Time travel? Or parallel universe hopping, or both, or neither, like I said, I'm still working on it. Here's my biggest piece of evidence for parallel. When I came to from being just, god, just super sick everywhere, Uh, but when I came to, they brought me in to see this guy, Bill Donovan. Big old, 40s, brutish type, big frame, square jaw, hair slicked back to an inch of its life. And he interrogated me. He asked about how I got there, about my experiment, about where I was from. And then he asked me about what sounded like an artificial satellite orbiting the Earth with a salvo of missiles all trained on that little ship in the Philadelphia Harbor. And what I knew about this mysterious woman who appeared out of nowhere at the same time I did to bring it to their attention. So I said to him, my name is Dr. Sally Grissom. And I think I may have accidentally invented time travel. And he just looked at me and said, Ma'am, 
that may be only the second most exciting thing that's happened today. World News Today, brought to you by Continental Radio and Television Corporation, makers of Admiral Radio, America's smart set. By shortwave broadcast, direct from important overseas stations as well as leading news centers of our own country, CBS correspondents are waiting to give you a complete report from the world's political and battle fronts. Our top story tonight, as our war-weary nation turns to what's next in the aftermath of the treaty signed in Europe, the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics looks to the stars with their new satellite technology, announcing today in an official statement that the artificial satellite that orbits our planet is but the first phase of a plan which promises, before the decade is out, to put an American into outer space. Congress's appropriations bill seems to be a vote of confidence in NACA after a spirited speech from a lead mathematician on the project, Anthony Partridge. And they're the ones asking us if it's safe. Hey, I'll put down five bucks as the whole Southwest goes up in flames. And right I might as well have put another two on the whole thing, not even working, which would just be perfect given all the press they've invited. By now, I'm not even That's sure that... That's fancy recorder you got there. Yeah, it's top of the line. Use it for dictation often? Work stuff, yeah. Excuse me. What do you do? I'm a physicist. You a reporter? <laughs> God, no. Uh, I'm a physicist, too. You here for the demonstration? I'm the one demonstrating. I can't really talk about it till tomorrow. No, I get it. I'm here with my team on invitation to see it. Hope you enjoy the show. Um... How do you feel about it? Well, I'm on whiskey number... That many. That bad, huh? Sitting on a wobbly stool waiting for the end of days. I know how you feel. I very much doubt it. I've seen the end coming. I know what happens when the primordial energies of the universe collapse in themselves. I know there won't be any escape. And the thing is, that end, they just made it a distraction. A distraction for whatever reason the goddamn NACA accelerated their program. Can whiskey have bitters or is it just you? I've gone to the brink of what science can do all in the name of some super weapon without a war to fight it with. Just a goddamn pony trick so the public thinks the worst thing imaginable is on the ground, not in the sky. What? You think the moon men tag teamed with aliens from Mars to put a spaceship in our orbit and Uncle Sam is going to distract everyone with a giant bomb? Shit, dude. That's heavy. Yesterday, the best we could do to defy gravity was fly airplanes that go pew, pew. Today, we're blasting off the ground with rockets. Things developing that fast? Something's up there. And you're not sure if we're ready to handle it. Any of it. Not what's up there. Not the tech that's going to come out of it. Not the knowledge, the power to take the fundamentals of the universe like toys in your hands. Morals and ethics playing a losing game of catch-up, and you wish you could just... Go back to working in theory, to writing equations in notebooks. That about sum it up? Who are you? You're Los Alamos, right? I'm from Polvo. A couple hours south of you. I'm doing the same kind of stuff you're doing, but with Odar. Odar? I haven't heard of it. Eh, got a feeling it's probably better for you in the long run. I'm not counting on the long run lately. So I'm drinking. Drink until I'm flat on my back or the world ends. Whichever comes first. Which one does come first? Guess we'll see tomorrow. I'll be the man having whiskey sweats behind the podium. If I even decide to get out of bed. I wish I could tell you it's all for the best, but... My gift of foresight has been seriously spotty lately. 
Here you go, sweetheart. That's my stop. Enjoy your drinks, wherever long you got. Take care. Where'd they go? Guys? Robert? Wyatt? Pure- oh, Pure Boot, there you are. Where'd everybody go? Saw them getting escorted out on my way back from the bathroom. Casino probably didn't appreciate our after-dinner chat. <laughs> if you ask me, I blame Jack. The man's voice carries. What? I don't want a perfectly good drink to go to waste because of some loudmouths. Whoa. You are way more hardcore than I ever gave you credit for. Nope. I'm sorry, you lost me again. What are you not getting? The rules are simple. You're trying to build a run of cards in each of your piles before the center deck flips. Okay, wait, okay, yeah. But So then you divide them this way, you get double points, right? Not quite. That's only in the third round. We haven't gotten there yet. I'd <laughs> wait until we get to the third mm. round. Mm. Oh, okay. Like that. <laughs> well, damn, would you look at that? Sylvia ran the river. You sure you've never played this before? It just wasn't that hard to pick up. Okay, you know what, Pure Boot? We're not all weird savants like you. <laughs> not all of our brains can so easily assimilate such an outlandish number of rules that double back on each other every freaking which way. <laughs> Better pick it up quick, Grissom, before the floating tin can launches missiles and we're all turned to dust. Whoa. Oh. Jesus, Sylvia. There's a cheery thought for a friendly game of cards. What? I'm just saying. If you can't take the heat, get out of the dang kitchen. <laughs> Fair enough, but... But I'll tell you what, it's been two years and nary a peep from that thing. The way I see it, every day we're still here is an opportunity to learn and do better. That's really nice, Dr. Grissom. Yes, yes, we're all gonna die. Shuffle up and deal again. I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of this. I would have thought that two years living in Palva would have left me jaded. That nothing could surprise me anymore. But then, I get this letter from my Aunt Margie. For the folks playing at home, this makes no sense, since I don't have an Aunt Margie, and I certainly don't have an Aunt Margie who lives in 1945, because I don't exist in 1945. I mean, technically, I mean, okay, I do now, but, you know, not long enough to have an aunt. But since my non-existence is so top secret, the people combing our mail for signs of espionage don't know that, and let this allegedly innocuous bit of paper through, but it's not innocuous, it's a code. Took me a little while to crack, but essentially, it said... 92145, Barlow dies in lab from magic bullet. Sounds more like an answer to a game of Clue, right? But but then, there was this moment when Pure Boot and I were trying to fix one of the superconducting... Ah, oh, damn it. Ah, uh, I didn't do the intro thing, did I? Uh, I'm just gonna start over. Okay. Diary of Sally Grissom, September 21st, 1945. Donovan says to me, he says... Rock music gives me a headache. You're gonna go deaf with all that claptrap. But, like, who cares about your hearing, you know? You want to feel the music. Hand me those pliers, would you? Here. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna grab a cup of coffee. Want one? So I tell him it's about letting it drown everything out. Whatever. Letting that inner animal take hold of you. Right? Pure boot? Pure boot? Ah! Oh! Ow! Not my best Doc Brown moment, considering those numbers were clearly the date, but... Here we are. September 21st, 1945, someone by the name of Barlow died in the lab by a magic bullet. Maybe my dear Aunt Margie meant a time-traveling bullet? Letters are at a premium when it comes to code. Anyway, no idea who Barlow was or who they were supposed to be. Wherever they are, I hope they're alive and well. Chairman. <clears throat> oh! 
Oh, hey, Sylvia. What's that bottle? Oh, this? Absinthe. Well, moonshine-colored green, but don't tell Jack. <laughs> okay. Give me a minute. I just need to grab my coat. I brought you this. I think it got mixed in with my mail, though how they read Roberts as pure boot is beyond me. We don't even live near each other. I know, so weird. Thanks. Aren't you going to open it? Maybe later. We should really get going. So, who is she? Who? The correspondent. Nice handwriting. I figured it was a woman. Oh, it's from, um, it's from my sister Miriam. Oh, that's nice of her. Sure. Oh, bad blood, huh? We don't talk much. Really? Because I just dropped off a letter from her. Seems like you're the one who's not doing the talking. I thought we were going to a party, not an interrogation. So- sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's not my place. I just... I hate to see two sisters drift apart because one of them isn't willing to talk to the other. That's all. Do you have a sister, Sylvia? I, I don't know much about your family. No, yes, I, um, I mean... I did, but she's gone now, so, you know. Oh, I'm... I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Que sera, sera, or whatever. No, Sylvia, I mean it. I'm sorry. I know I don't talk to Miriam as much as I should, but... She means the world to me, and to think... I'm really sorry. Thanks, Esther. That actually means a lot. So, Mr. Marichek, where are you thinking of heading to after all this? I do not know. I hear Naka's doing cool work. Didn't the guy I replaced move over there? What's his name? Partridge? Or whatever? You already have an in. You could, like, make ways to charge satellites in orbit or whatever. We are nowhere near Florida. Captain Sally, over. Quiet! My man, how's it going? No sign of Lightning or Lambert. Lightning Lambert? That's a good boxing nickname. Can I please leave and go to the party? No offense to your anonymous tip, but Sylvia mentioned she was sneaking in absinthe. Wyatt, what time is it? 10.03. Well, okay then. Pull the lever, Kronk! This might cause a power outage. Just pull the goddamn lever. Oh my god, here we go. Okay, I pulled it. And who is... Boom! That's how it's done! Okay, alright, fine. Jeez, you were right. I will keep an eye out for Lambert and a pipe, or whatever you said he allegedly hits me with. Diary of Sally Grissom, February 8th, 1946. Settling in pretty nicely here in... Jeez, I really can't believe this town is named Point of Exile. (laughs) Sounds fake, but okay, I guess. Wyatt and Pureboot are being moved into their new apartments right now. I was a little surprised Donovan didn't make the trip with us. Surprised, but <laughs> not disappointed. Ding dong, the ding dong's dead. Even more surprising, they put Roberts in charge. <laughs> Can you believe it? Roberts, my subordinate, is now my boss. How rude. <laughs> yeah, nah, just kidding. I mean, I probably wouldn't have taken the gig anyway. Trying to figure out what Odar's gonna do now that the war's over? Trying to figure out all the time travel logistics single-handedly with Naka biting at our heels to get to the satellite first? Yeah. No thanks. Uh, I'll stay in the lab. 
you're here, ma'am. Uh, yes, great. Thank you, Amelia. I'll be just through here if you need anything. <sighs> what the... Greetings from your neighbors to the east. We thank you on your alternate's behalf. Enjoy your new position. We hope you live up to her potential. Carla. The first cryptic time note of many to come, I'm sure. Miriam, can you pass the salt, please? Oh, yeah, I would love to. Uh, uh I, I wouldn't do that. What, pass the salt? Uh, I definitely saw Pure Boot swap it for the sugar while Beta Roberts kept watching. Sally! Oh, come on, guys. The point of a prank is that you don't spill the beans on a co-conspirator. Sorry, look, I never consented to being part of your plan. I'm glad to know you feel comfortable pranking your superior. <laughs> I felt comfortable pranking my sister for my last breakfast in town. Sally, <laughs> did you have to wait to say something until after I had sugared my potatoes? Oh, oh Wyatt. Diary of Sally Grissom, December 25th, 1946, and I am really feeling the Yuletide spirit. Last night, Esther dug up that predictive mechanics algorithm to implement with the processors inside the zero time bubble. It was like Christmas came early. Apparently, they were working on the algorithm before I showed up in 43, but when, um, what's his name? An- Anthony, Patreon, whatever. Their old boss got fired and went to the NACA. They kind of threw everything away to focus on the timepiece. But now that Roberts is in charge, she's ordered Pureboot to lead a team to go through the old archives for anything useful. And now we can get instantaneous calculations. Does this amount to anything? No, not really. But I have a theory that- Whoa! Shit, what the- Oh my god! Calm down, Sally. You're gonna be fine this time. But I need you to lie down here. Oh! You're- Yep. But you- But you're- Yes. You're me from the future! Okay, let's get this out of the way. Yes, hi, I'm you, from the future. You're thinking of the number 86. You're gonna hold your middle finger behind your back. The password is nitric caming grout. Why 86? It's what we always pick. Whoa, it is weird to be on the other side of this. <laughs> well, isn't this just... wizard? Okay, enough time horsing around. I gotta give you this injection so your brain doesn't turn into mush after this conversation. Only thing stopping it right now is this cage. That is a horrifyingly big needle, and wait, what? Why would my brain turn to mush? Um, Cliff's notes? Time travel paradoxes are bad for your head. They make you go crazy. The literature doesn't exist for you yet, but it's called butterfly syndrome. Whoa, deja vu. Last time I went through this is really coming back to me right now. Anyway, seriously, get on the gurney. Oh! Okay! Oh, god damn, spinal injections. I know, right? So we're just gonna hang? Until you feel better. Yep. What happened the last time when, when you were me? Uh, basically the same rigmarole, except I ended up losing three years for cage therapy. We didn't have this handy-dandy cure at the time. What was so desperately important that the other future us would risk brain damage? Like I said, I lost most of that conversation. When I was finally back to my normal self, all I could remember was something about pumpkins? But... But now that it's all coming back to me, I'm I'm pretty sure she, I, uh, you, we, were talking about the pumpkin papers. Yeah, and those ended up being those documents exposing Soviet spies in the U.S. Oh. My fucking god, I bet Hank Cornish's name was all over those papers. Huh. Wow, that would have saved us a huge headache. Damn. So, 
Is that something I still need to look out for? Pumpkin papers? Hank, what'd you say his name was? If you haven't heard of him by now, it's probably not anything you need to worry about. Pretty sure it's gonna be different this time around. So then, why did you travel back from wherever you were from to talk to me in person? Back in my time, there was this kid, Petra. She was immune to butterfly syndrome, can make time duplicates of herself, and had a bone to pick with the US government and ODAR for eh, fairly valid reasons. So she sent a giant space super weapon called the Welt. The Welt? Weaponized entropy for large targets. Huh. That sounds like one of ours. It is. Can I finish my story here? Uh, sorry, sorry, go on. Thank you. So Petra sends the Welt back in time to the original anchor point, and as far as I can tell, she's been having a jolly good time getting her rocks off watching the world freak out about it. That's why the knack has been so weird. Exactly. So what does it do? Uh, are y'all up to cages yet? Yeah, we've got cages. Uh, still trying to figure out what they're useful for? Okay, so imagine a gigantic cage big enough to cover huge populated areas. Missiles spread the array generators out over the border of an area and then activate, leaving an entire population cut off from the rest of the universe. No deactivator, no supplies, no running water. And then you let the cage internal clock run until... Well, until the whole place ages into dust. Holy fuck. You said it, sis. But I managed to travel back as well to figure out a way to stop her. Even managed to save your butt a couple of times. Your Aunt Margie? Mm-hmm. Figured I could help. Guide you along the way. <laughs> Time-traveling fairy godmother kind of a thing. But, like, most of the stuff you warned me about didn't come true. Okay, yeah. With Partridge off at the NACA and Barlow who knows where in time, I haven't been able to be my usual precognitive self. Oh, right, the big thing I need to tell you. Bigger than a city-killing superweapon straight out of a comic book? On a personal level, yeah. Oh, hey, go me for putting personal things ahead of science things. I think that is what they call progress. Anyway, you know your lab partner? Sylvia Pureboot? Yeah, she's pretty fantastic. Why? Oh, man, I wish you hadn't said that. Um, I, uh, ugh, she's a double agent, right? Working for this Petra kid? Worse. She is Petra. Or one of them. She's... She's the one behind all this. So... Wait. She... Yep. This whole time... Yeah. But I thought... Afraid not. Motherfucker! I still cannot get over that there are two of you. You think that's impressive? Wait till you meet the Legion of Petras. So, so wait, okay. So this Petra girl is actually responsible for the big tin can that appeared the day you did. And she wants to use it to destroy Odar or DC or what have you? Well, how come she hates me more than anybody? She hates a version of you that you could have become in a different timeline. Oh, my head hurts. I'm actually doing fine. Roberts, tell me if your headache gets any worse. Listen, Wyatt, Roberts, Grissom and I need Dr. you- Dr. Grissom? Oh my, I am- I am so sorry. Dr. Grissom and I need your help. Can you do it? This is bonkers. I'm in. Of course. Okay. So I've got a plan to deal with Petra, but first, let's make sure nobody's listening. No, no, please don't. Those are expensive. Ars Paradoxica, Episode 35, Tangent. Written by Daniel Manning, Misha Stanton, and Eli Barraza. With support from Julian Mundy, Danielle Shamaya, and Tozaman. Directed and produced by Misha Stanton. Featuring Kristen D. Mercurio as Sally Grissom, 
Katie Speed as Esther Roberts, Leah Peros as Petra Marquez, and Zach Ehrlich as Jack Wyatt, as well as Julian Mundy as Ivan Marichek, Sammy Lappin as Miriam Roberts, Rob McCollum, Zach Valenti, and Isabel Atkinson as Amelia. Original music by Misha Stanton and by Eno Friedman Broadman. You can hear more at enoofficial.com or at enomusic.bandcamp.com. Additional music by the U.S. Army Blues via the Free Music Archive. This episode also features an archival performance by my dad, Barry Stanton. He's been recovering from a stroke he sustained a couple months ago, and I want to dedicate this episode to him. Growing up, he always told me, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. He was completely wrong, but he did make me believe that I could make a living doing what I love to do. I wouldn't be making this show or any of the others I help create if it weren't for him. I love you, Dad. Come find us wherever we are on the internet. Our website, arsparadoxica.com, where you can find episode transcripts or grab merchandise at our store. You can also reach us anytime on your social medium of choice, at arsparadoxica, or at our email, arsparadoxica at gmail.com. Ars Paradoxica is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy what we've done here, consider leaving us a nice review. And if you can pitch in anything to help us keep the lights on, please consider supporting us monthly on Patreon. And finally, Ars Paradoxica is brought to you by the internet. It's highly addictive. Today is spooky.